Don't break out the party hats quite yet, but results in the latest Federal Information Security Modernization Act, or FISMA, report to Congress does deserve some celebrating. OMB says that for the first time, agencies suffered from no major cyber incidents. That covers the year 2018. On top of that, agencies also saw fewer overall cyber attacks last year. Federal News Network's executive editor Jason Miller joins me now with details of why agencies deserve a little pat on the back for their cyber efforts. And Jason, the lack of major breaches and the reduced number of attacks, we can attribute that to work done by agencies? I think absolutely agencies deserve a lot of credit here. Now, let's be clear, Tom, they're not perfect. There's still tons of problems, but generally speaking, agencies have done a much better job, and we've seen this building over the last few years. I mean, I would, I would tag back to the WannaCry virus and the fact that it affected, you know, something like 300,000 computers around the world, yet it had very little, if any, effect on the federal government. That's just one example. Uh, another one I can pull up, Tom, is this concept of, if you think about it, when have we had a serious breach in the federal government over the last year and a half, two years? It's hard to really pinpoint one that goes, that you step back and go, oh my, that that's huge. I mean, I think generally speaking, agencies have done a a nice job of of at least battening down some of the hatches. And it's fair to say agencies themselves often argue, the practitioners say, it's very hard to quantify or measure the value of something that doesn't happen. And with cybersecurity, you want nothing to happen. And then part of the, the issue here is, okay, what is your return on investment, right? How do you make that sale? And I think over the years, it's gotten better. Agencies and, and really the people who, who spend the money, the CFOs, the, the assistant secretaries, the, the deputy secretaries, have, have started to understand that if you don't invest, bad things do happen. And even though that investment, you can't say for that dollar I got X, you, you see the value of those investments. And, and if you look at the data in this FISMA report, it, it kind of plays that out. I mean, overall spending on uh, federal cybersecurity has increased about by $1.3 billion last year, just on civilian agencies alone. If you look at a, across the entire board, now this includes DOD, it's about $14.9, almost $15 billion in cybersecurity. Tom, I remember back, you know, 2006, 2007, when we were thought $6 billion was a lot on, on cybersecurity. Now there are you know, the administration requested more than $17 billion for fiscal 2020. All right. And uh, there are still some dangers out there. What did the report say were the greatest threat vectors they did face in the past year? Well, no surprise, Tom, the biggest uh, threat vector is email or phishing attacks. Uh, government-wide uh, agencies saw about 6,900 of uh, those types of attacks. Now, that is down from about 7,300 the year before, but still it's, it's the, by far the, the biggest threat vector. You also saw things like uh, loss of equipment. People just lose their laptops, lose their cell phones as a problem. You saw stuff like uh, uh, web attacks, so something executed through a website or web-based applications, about 3,000 of those. And what's really interesting, there was about 8,200, which which turned out to be the biggest factor uh, of unknown. How did they get in? How was the attack? How did the attack happen? They really couldn't pinpoint that that uh, a vector. So I thought that was interesting, too. And one thing other I'll bring up, for the first time, we also saw an increase in what they call impersonation or spoofing. And this is an attack where you replace the legitimate content or services with a malicious substitute. So, hey, come to xyz.gov, and you're actually going to a .com site that is a, you know, a hacker site full of malicious code. I think that, that has increased in terms of, of the numbers of, of threat vectors as well. We're speaking with Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller, and agencies seem to have been 
successful in the past year in warding off some of the dangers and preventing the attacks from actually turning into breaches. Is, is your sense that something changed in the technology or did simply the, the constant application of the technologies and the tools catch up and they're around front a little bit in some of the dangers they face? I would say it's the latter. They, they seem to have caught up. They've seemed to have implemented a lot of these tools that we've been waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. And I think that's starting to have that desired impact. Let's just take the Einstein program. Tom, you and I have been talking about the Einstein capabilities, Einstein 1, Einstein 2, now Einstein 3A. Feels like for the last you know 15 years, and and the numbers in the FISMO report show how agencies are, are more and more agencies are using them. I'll just throw some numbers out there for you. For instance, every uh, uh, CFO Act agency, every civilian CFO Act agency is using the email uh, protections under e, uh, Einstein 3A. Every civilian agency in the you know major cabinet agencies using the the DNS domain name uh, service uh, protections under E3A. The CDM program, Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation, that, you know, every civilian agency has a dashboard. They're all sending information to the Homeland Security Department, who then can give you a much better sense of what's happening across the government. So if, you know, Agency X is seeing some sort of attack, DHS can quickly spread that, you know, information to everybody else. So that threat intelligence is getting toward, I'll say, more predictive uh, aspects instead of so much reactive. Uh, you know, again, I'll go back to um, high-value assets, another really big focus area from the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, DHS conducted system architecture reviews and risk and vulnerability assessments, and those findings are making agencies better, stronger, it just improved overall uh, in terms of what to protect, how to protect it, what are the crown jewels, and I think all of that is, is really important in this overall uh, a discussion about how to improve cybersecurity. And I think an implication that you didn't state explicitly, but is definitely in all of these reports, is that DHS has gotten its act together much more carefully in the past few years, and agencies are taking up DHS on its products and services that it offers for cybersecurity. That's probably one of the biggest factors that we don't spend a lot of time on. The fact that DHS is a much different organization today than it was, again, 10 years ago. I mean, there, there were some, some nasty hearings, if you remember, Tom, where, where you know, people talked about, you know, you are the uh, Michael Brown of, of cybersecurity to some DHS officials. And that was a big insult back then because of what happened with FEMA. That was a re reference to the uh, Bush era FEMA director. Exactly. And I don't, you don't hear those types of criticisms anymore. In fact, you hear much, much different tone from members of Congress and even from the private sector. Now, again, DHS isn't perfect. There are some holes there. They could, they could do a better job in several different areas. I think, I think you know, one, one uh, call him person in the cyber world who, who talks to me confidentially said, there's no major cyber incidents. Well, what about that IRS breach? That, why didn't they count that? And that's actually it was a fair question to bring up, that the IRS had a pretty significant breach. Why was not that not counted as a major cyber incident? Now, of course, OMB will tell you why, and, and there's good reasons for it, but that does call into question, okay, how are, how are they playing with the metrics? So things can all, always get better. I want to be clear that this is not just one of those things where we're just you know kind of happy talking. I think agencies and, and the agency CIOs and the CISOs will tell you that, that they're doing a better job. Congress has usually taken these FISMA reports, rolled them up, and hit agencies over the head with them. Do you sense that there is at least temporarily, or at least for the time being, a positive reaction on the Hill, and maybe agencies can get a little breathing room here? 
I don't think Congress will give agencies much breathing room because of how serious the attacks are. I mean, if you just look at, for instance, some of the big findings from this FISMA report around, let's say, high-value assets, right? Right. These are the crown jewels. And there's still big problems, you know, lacking data protection, lacking network segregation to stop, you know, hackers from, if they do get in, hopping from network to network. You still have the basic, you know, cyber hygiene issues like inconsistent patch management. So I think, again, this is why it's it's a little celebration, Tom, not a big one. Hey, we've the progress is definitely made, more progress needed. We always kid GAO about that result, but this is an example of real progress. But, again, n- no reason to, uh, you know, you know, cut the cake and have a party. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.